Welcome to the We've Seen a Thing or Two podcast. As investigators and mediators focused on regulatory and workplace conflicts, we have seen a thing or two and learned a thing or two. In each episode, we will be speaking with industry leaders in regulation, human resources and law, as well as thought leaders and top performers in investigations and mediation. We bring our audience interesting and cutting edge information on conflict management as it relates to professional regulation and workplace disputes. This industry is one of many views and we have to say that some views shared by our guests are not necessarily shared by the We've Seen a Thing or Two podcast, its hosts or sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Bernard and Associates, trusted investigation and mediation professionals since 2004. Now here's your host, Dean Bernard. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the podcast, and thank you for listening. Today's guest is a man I have tremendous respect for and who's been my coach, teacher, and a very dear friend for a number of years now. Sid Vanderpool is the founder and CEO of SidFit Health Center. As a former professional boxer for 13 years, Sid was the IBFO champion in the super middleweight division and was the number one ranked super middleweight in the world for three years. Known as Sid the Jewel Vanderpool, he was an outstanding boxer who fought and trained with many great boxers. Sid retired as an active boxer with a professional record of 35 wins out of 39 fights with 23 wins coming by way of knockout. Gee, Sid, I feel like I should be a ring announcer. And one small detail I can't leave out, Sid was inducted into the Ontario Boxing Hall of Fame a few years ago. Now, as much as I could talk all day with Sid about his boxing career and hear all the great stories that he has, I wanted him here to talk about the amazing work that he does with the SidFit Health Center. So as our listeners know, health and wellness is a big factor in happy, safe, and well-adjusted workplaces. And while Sid has a great background in the boxing world, he's also making a tremendous impact on people's health and wellness. And I wanted him here today to talk a little about health and wellness from his unique perspective and what employers should consider doing to promote these concepts to their employees. So with all of that said, Sid, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Dean. Uh, that's, you, you should be a ring announcer. That was an awesome introduction, man. I feel <laughs> the, ch- the chest is out. I'm like, yeah, like I'm ready to do some damage. So yeah, no, looking forward to our chat today. That's great, Sid. I'm so glad you're here. And what I wanted to talk to you about today is a little more around the work that you've done as you've created this center of excellence at SIDFIT, not only with, you know, boxing, health and fitness, personal training, you've done youth mentoring, you work with health professionals. I mean, you've got so much going on. And I'm curious, what are some of the programs that you've developed that are aimed at workers and, and sort of employment settings? Yeah, you know, what we've really taken on as one of our models is creating a culture of champions just from my experience at high performance for myself and just for other athletes I've trained, whether it's an Olympian, a professional hockey player, tennis player, basketball player, when people get into a culture of excellence, they kind of tend to produce at that same level. So, you know, when we look at employers in, in that type of relationship and environment, we try and, you know, bring that same culture and thinking to what we do. And so there are so many different programs that we do offer whether it's team building leadership and that sort of thing, or just getting uh, your team out for just a night together, uh, whether it's virtually or actually, you know, in house, really bring with that mindset of just really connecting 
the mind and the body together to produce an overall benefit of health mentally and physically. And, you know, they say, Sid, that with any organization to be successful, you have to have people at the helm who are healthy and, and not just healthy physically, but healthy mentally as well. And you mentioned that you've had programs where you work with leaders. We have a lot of leaders who listen to the show. So can you tell them a little bit about what you do with leaders in, in the workplace? Yeah, and I totally see that just from the work that I personally do with different CEOs and business owners. If the leader is healthy, the team around them is healthy, and it just trickles down. So for instance, I do one-on-one, I call it a champion's way. So it's, it's really about mindset and having that daily routine and habit of excellence. And it starts just you know in the morning, and I provide journals, and they start with, you know, okay, so what's visualization? So basically everything that I did as a high-performance athlete, I take a CEO or business owner through that exact same process and all starts with the mind, right? Envisioning what the day is going to look like and the actual tool of visualization. I walk them through how to do that. So that's what I did as a pro is, you know, I'd visualize, you know, what I want to do in the ring and what does excellence look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? And so when you take that approach, I've just had great results with different business owners and CEOs just with that little habit alone. Uh, Another habit I used in boxing was what I called stacking. So stacking is, I heard about it in the negative. So when you look at a pitcher and they go into these slumps, why is a great pitcher all of a sudden become a terrible pitcher? He was just great just a little while ago. And what happens is they take that loss, that one loss, and they don't forget about it. And they stack another one on top of it, another one. And before they know it, they're in this huge slump because they've stacked all their losses. I take that and I work it in the reverse. And I'm like, okay. What are all the good attributes? What are all the wins, the little wins that you have? Stack those one on top of the other. And when you do that, you know, oh, I, I woke up early. I, I ate well. I took some time to, to meditate. All these things, when you stack them on top of each other, now you feel like a giant. You're ready to take on the day. And this is all before, you know, you leave the house. So just little tools and tricks like that to just help with the mental attitude and put yourself in a state, a winning state. I love that way of thinking. I mean, you're you're such a positive guy. And to take something that because you're right, I've heard of that as well. They they call it stacking the evidence. And and so you you're you know, you've got an issue with a person or a problem and you start thinking of all the negative, but when you turn it around and start looking at the positive, it makes such a big difference. And and those morning routines certainly can have a positive impact. I've got some of my own that I do every morning that helps me uh, get the day started right. So it, those are really Excellent things. And I'm, I'm sure that when you're working with these CEOs or, or business owners or leaders, that as you impart this knowledge on them, of course, as you say, it trickles down. You mentioned earlier as well, team building. And I know that my entire team is going to be doing a team building yeah. program with you soon. We're waiting for the for the opportunity to do it when all, all of the pandemic restrictions are lifted. But I know the team just can't wait for this. And so I wanted to you know, ask you, we know that strong teams are not just about individual talents. But really, they're, they're about a cohesiveness and a connection to each other. Do you have any insights around this that you can share? And tell me a little about the programs that you do around team building and how that can help to build a healthy team. Yeah, and we're excited to get your team in here as well, hopefully sooner rather than later, to participate in what we have going on in-house. It's going to be an exciting event. In the meantime, what we're doing is we do have companies that we work with online. And what we'll do is we will have them work through our online virtual coach. 
So every day they have different exercises that they're doing physically. And then we also give them tips, nutrition tips to help them and just different little things just to nudge them towards a healthier lifestyle. And so that'll last 30 days and then we'll do another 30 day challenge and that sort of thing. And one of the the great things that we like to do is to put in little, we do weekly challenges. So I think last week with one of our, our companies, we did a 10 minute challenge. So we have these 10 minute exercises, physical exercises, and we say, do as many as you can throughout the week. And, you know, we award prizes for the person that does the most and they get to challenge each other. And they, the thing is, most of these people, no one's a boxer. No one's probably done boxing before. The owners haven't done it. And it kind of puts everybody on a level playing field. So they're all trying something new. So they're learning. They're also having to be able to be a little bit vulnerable. Like I've never done this. And it allows for that environment. Like, okay, we're learning something together. We're accomplishing something together and we're all growing together. And that is just a great, especially during these times, that's just a great way to really create that momentum that trickles from just their personal to the team, to the company. I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. That makes a lot of sense. And and I know that one of the big challenges that many organizations are facing today, and we see it coming out in some of the work that we do, where we, where we have to go in and deal with conflict that's happening in the workplace. A lot of that comes from damaged teams, damaged relationships. And now more than ever, again, I hate to keep referring to this pandemic, but it's harder and harder for teams to stay connected. I've heard you talk about groups of athletes, like a team of athletes. It's one thing for them to train together technically. But there's also that connection that they have with each other that can make them not only individually perform better, but as a team perform better. Absolutely. So I'll give you an example. I mean, it's going to be in the boxing world, but you'll see how it transfers over into the workplace as well. So boxing is what we consider an individual sport. But within that individualism, there's also a team. And so right now, because of COVID, we've had to adjust the weight of the team and the importance of the team. We have an athlete, Mandy Bujold, who's preparing for the Olympics. And what she needs at this time is she needs the support of her team. She needs the camaraderie of her team. So we've incorporated that into our training to help her excel more individually. We need to promote more of the, the culture and, and, the, and the camaraderie. And we've seen a huge difference in her performance because she's got that team support. She's got the camaraderie. And I see this in companies as well. because. Right now, the outlets for people have been taken away, you know, going to the movie, going golfing, whatever, those have been taken away. So the only outlets, the only place they have is, is their workplace. So how do we create a place for them uh, within the workplace where they can still have an outlet? And our programs have been able to provide that for them, that little bit of an outlet within the work environment that allows them to be able to express themselves so they're not going home frustrated. They're not staying home frustrated. You know, it gives them that, that opportunity. So that's one of the things that we've seen and really kind of tried to help out with businesses and business owners. That's excellent. And shifting a, a little bit now to sort of a, an individual thought here uh, or around looking at, at individual motivation and the challenges that people have. One of the things that, I mean, we all know this is that so many people, you know, they get really motivated, whether it could be to, to lose that spare tire, to build their fitness, even if it's just to, to just have that little bit of extra energy to play with the grandkids or your kids, depending on your age. But in, in my experience, and I'm, I'm sure this is something you've seen too, a lot of people lose that momentum. Whatever plan they had just stops. And I'm curious from your perspective, what can people do to, to stay motivated, to, to keep with it? 
That is a great question. Wow. All right. So a couple of things there. One is we have to realize, and I'm talking from personal experience because, you know, people are like, well, you're a professional athlete. Of course, you're in great shape. Of course, this and that. Well, I can look at a lot of professional athletes that have retired from many different sports and they are not in good shape. So if just being a professional athlete meant that you're going to be in great shape for the rest of your life, then we wouldn't see that. But it doesn't. It just means that you've had some experience in athletics and in whatever sport is you played. That is it. But once you retire, there's no system. There's no, like, you have to push yourself. You have to find the motivation. You have to be dedicated. So I'm in the same boat as, as anybody else. So when I'm speaking, I'm speaking as a civilian, so to speak. <laughs> it really is a journey. It's a marathon. And along the road, along the journey, there's going to be different stops. There's going to be different points in which, you know, you, you, you are, you're going to feel demotivated. And as long as you understand that, again, that you're not at the end and that you still need to keep moving. So again, I did a marathon. Yeah, I had to walk. There were some points where I just got so tired. I had to walk, but it, it didn't mean I stopped and I sat down. It just meant that I, I had to move a little slower towards the end point. And, you know, I think we're so hard on ourselves as just a, as a society. Because again, when I started the marathon, I was like, I'm not walking. I'm not going to walk. Well, believe me, bro, when you hit like mile 38 or whatever, and your shins are hurting and you feel like your quad is going to cramp up, it's like, what do I want to do? Do I want to stop and lie down or do I want to make it to the end? Well, I want to make it to the end. So I'm going to walk. And that's what it took. And sometimes I think we're just so hard on ourselves. It's like, oh, I've tried this before. I've tried that before. And I failed at that. And I failed at this. I don't think I'm going to continue again or I'm not going to try. And so really the key is to just try and find something. Again, I picked up walking at the start of this this pandemic. I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like running. So I think I'm going to try walking. Now I love walking. And so just find something. Just don't give up. Try and find something, you know, whether it's belly dancing. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Be active. Get active. The body was meant to move. Our bodies are meant to move. And so if our bodies are moving, our minds are going to be more active, our personalities are going to be better. The worst thing you do, what do they do to, to prisoners if they want to like punish them? Put them in isolation where they can't move and you know, like we want to be moving. So for motivation is just move, just move. That's what you got to do. And then from there, maybe you'll start jogging, then maybe you'll start running, but if you're not moving, you're not going anywhere. That's so true. And it doesn't always need to be moving at 100 miles an hour, right? It's, it's just keep going. Don't stop. So you've kind of answered this question in a way, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I'm, aside from being a professional athlete yourself, you've trained many professional athletes. And I don't know, I look at an Olympian like Mandy Bujold. I mean, I know technically she's not a professional, but anyone who's got the commitment and the time in to a sport like she does, in my mind, is in many respects a professional. But from that experience, you've probably seen a lot of traits that they possess that sort of separate them from the average person. And, you know, we see a lot of athletes take that success that they've had in athletics and use it to achieve great things outside athletics. A lot of well, like what you're doing, for example, going from being a professional mm -hmm. boxer to running your business. I guess the bottom line is, Sid, I need to know, what's the secret, man? What's the secret here? <laughs> you know, I love what I do. I love coaching and uh, especially CEOs and business owners because they're a different breed just like a, a fighter. We're just different. We're built different. There's a tenacity. There's a will. There's a desire. Even if you don't know the way, you will find a way. I think that's one of the keys, one of the things. 
again, like I said, we've trained some professional athletes in other sports as well. And I think about PK Subban. We trained PK for probably four years on his way to the NHL. And I just remember, and I'm not like an avid hockey fan, but this guy was different. Just he loved the challenge. I remember him doing a front plank and there was another, um, Brian Little, another NHL player. And they're front planking together and they're looking at each other. And, you know, Subban's talking, you know, trash talking. And they're like at like six, seven minutes. So then I'm like, okay, I put medicine balls on the back and just look at each other and they're trash talking. And then uh, I think Little went down and then oh, Subban drops down. And it was just like, hey, whatever the challenge is, they want to meet the challenge. They want to beat the challenge. And I think that's what CEOs, leaders, professional athletes, elite athletes, that's one of the things that we can't forget. And we got to remember, that's just inside of us. It's just who we are. Sometimes, you know, we get tired. But at the end of the day, we love the challenge. We actually live for the challenge. And I think that's the difference. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you've mentioned the physical training and you've also talked about the thought process. But aside from that physical training, I know you spend a lot of time educating people about sort of that healthy mind and spirit. What mm -hmm. are some of the gems of wisdom that you can share with me about that, Sid? There was a big, big push for quite a while about the importance of mental health. And it may have overshadowed the whole importance of physical health. And I really believe that they're intertwined. So the better physical health you have, the better opportunity you have for an even stronger mental health and mental capacity. Just for myself, speaking of myself, I did a little stint there where I was really, really watching my nutrition, making sure I wasn't having any sugar. And the mental clarity that I had from doing that was just amazing. So when we think about health, I think it's really important to think mental and physical, just think of them together. So, you know, just don't work on your mental health, work on your physical health. Don't just work on your physical health, work on your mental health. Keep them working together and you'll have an overall healthier lifestyle. That's one of the keys that I think that I really bought into and just lived over the past five, 10 years. That makes a lot of sense. And I agree with you. One definitely goes with the other. And another thing I wanted to talk to you about is I'm kind of shifting gears a little bit here, but I know that you and Mandy Bujold, who, who you mentioned earlier, that you've worked together on uh, an event called Champions for Charity. By the way, an event I'm hoping to be in one day, but we'll have to see. I got I to gotta earn my way into that opportunity. But that aside, I'd like you to tell us a little more about that event. And more importantly, I mean, it's a great event because obviously it's it raises money for an important charity. But I'm curious what some of the participants who've been in this event have said about the experience. Honestly, some of the participants just honestly said it was life-changing to be able to come into a boxing facility without knowing anything about boxing, to learn the skills, to have the discipline. Again, so my team, there were two different teams. My team, we trained at 6 a.m. in the morning, three days a week. And so to come in, at that time in the morning, you know, start learning something you've never done before, the mental, the physical, the disappointments of not being, again, a lot of these people are senior managers. So to not be good at something is not something they're used to, to not be good at something, but then push through it and learn to be coached. Like what an amazing experience for them, again, to be coached. And then that night of the fights to actually get in the ring and in front of your friends, your family, your corporate friends, be able to get in that ring and, and go against someone else. The experience they said was life-changing. And for me, it was so amazing to see them, you know, not only raise that amount of money, but just to see how invested they were. And I could see why they were in the positions they were in their business and in life. So what a great experience. And 
two of our corporate clients that we have right now have come out of that because they were like, we want some of our senior managers to experience what we experienced, the discipline, the focus, the ability to learn. We want that for them. So they've been training with us. And so it's really worked out well. And we look forward to doing it again next year. It really was a great event and kudos to you and, and Mandy for the great success that it was. Now, you've imparted a lot of great knowledge on us. And uh, when I get to the end of these conversations, I always come back to asking questions about what you like to do. And I, I know you're a man who works hard to find balance in life. And it's something I aspire to as well. And so I got to ask you, when you're not training people, coaching elite boxers, running your business. Also, I didn't even mention this earlier, but working as a director at Boxing Ontario, uh, and the list goes on. What do you do for fun, Sid? And, uh, you know, I, I know that is all fun for you, but, but seriously, what, what are the things that you like to do when you're not so active with all of these other interests? You know, you said it, it is really all fun for me. You know, one of the things that I fought Bernard Hopkins when I was 27 years old, I fought Bernard Hopkins on HBO. And after that fight, I retired from boxing and I was golfing, smoking cigars, just having a good life. And uh, I did jump back into the ring and, and again, challenge for another world title. But when I did that, I said to myself, I'm going to surround myself with people that I like, and I'm going to love what I do. Because my first run to the world title, I was just so focused. It was not fun. It was a chore. It was a task. And so I just took that into my life. So when I'm doing something, I'm doing it because I actually like to do it. I mean, yeah, there are little components that, you know, nobody, some things that you just don't want to do, but it's not in your wheelhouse of fun. But for the most part, what I'm doing, I love to do. I wake up excited, ready to go and enjoy my day. If you're looking for specific, I like riding motorcycles. I mean, that's something <laughs> whenever I get a chance, you know, I'll grab a Harley and I'll go out for a nice ride. And that's just fun to be outdoors, just feeling so free. That's great, Sid. I, I got to admit, I like sitting on a Harley every once in a while myself, although I haven't done it for many years. But you made a really good point where you talked about loving what you do. And, and there's an old saying about if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And, you know, I think that's certainly something to think about. And you've imparted a tremendous amount of great information and really made this a fun podcast to do. So I want to thank you so much, Sid, for agreeing to be a guest on the show. I know that you're a very in-demand person and you're careful about where you invest your time. So it means a lot to me personally as well that you joined me for this today. Now, I'm sure our listeners are going to agree that you're an inspiration and a lot of your thoughts probably open some people's eyes to the benefits of looking after our, our personal health, our well-being, our, our mental and spiritual uh, health. I got to tell you, it was just an absolute pleasure speaking with you about this today. Tell me, how can some people connect with you? I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to want to get in touch. So how can they best reach you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Boxing by Sid. I'm also on LinkedIn, Sid Vanderpool. Facebook, Sid Vanderpool. Yeah, I'm on Twitter as well at Boxing by Sid. So all social medias, Sid Vanderpool. Yeah, hit me up and uh, I, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. And Dean, just thank you so much for what you're doing. Your podcasts have been really inspiring, but they also provide an opportunity for individuals and leaders to just learn and get better. And if we get better, we can lead better teams. So thank you for what you're doing. Well, thank you, Sid. I appreciate that. Well, I guess that's a wrap for this episode, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Please let us know how we're doing. You know, we strive for constant and never-ending improvement with the podcast and everything else that we do. And your feedback 
really helps us with that. So if you've got an interesting topic or some content you want to suggest that we work on, please let us know. All of our podcasts get linked to our website at benardinc.com. And you can always reach me at dbenard at benardinc.com or find me on LinkedIn, Dean Bernard. And we'll see you next time on the We've Seen a Thing or Two podcast. Bye-bye, everybody.